Wonderful Sunday, dear Lighthouse family. Isang pinagpalang araw ng panambahan. And yes, Happy Father's Day to us sa ating mga tatay. And I hope that everyone are excited in receiving the message from the Lord for today. Tayo po ay saglit na manalangin at lumapit sa ating Panginoon. Lord, your word is true. Your word is life, Lord God. We ask you now, Holy Spirit, to speak to us in your most powerful way. Open our eyes, our minds, our hearts to your precepts that we may fully understand the counsel of your words. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Tayo po ay magpapatuloy sa ating uh, pag-exposit or to teach about the books of the Bible. And we are on the second to the last book. Yay! Alright? We will be talking about the book of Jude today and then next week, tayo naman ay dadako na sa Revelation. At sana ay... Uh, Bumalik na ang ating Panginoon. Amen? <laughs> Inaasahan po natin, pinagpipray natin ang bagay na yan. But the book of Jude, dear friends, allow me to lay down the background and then we will go from there. Ang libro po ng Jude, or Judah, okay, ay galing po sa author na si Jude. Nagpakilala siya rito, that's why walang confusion sa authorship. He said, Jude the brother of James, and the servant of Jesus Christ. He is the physical brother of Jesus, brother of James as well. Ito po ay general epistle, meaning wala siyang particular na community na tinututukan or specific recipient of this letter, but it, it is given in general to those that have been called in Christ, right? Kung meron po tayong importanteng dapat maunawaan as we begin uh, to understand the book of Jude is the purpose. It is an exhortation. It is an exhortation to fight vigorously for the truth of the gospel against heresies, against false teachings. Ito po ay may pagkakahalintulad. They have a similarity with the theme of 2 Peter, the letter of 2 Peter. Ang pagkakaiba lamang po nila, the difference was that in 2 Peter, uh, Peter was preaching of the coming of the heretics. He employed the usage of they will be or there will be heretics that will be coming to the church and they will divide the church and they will cause you know problems for the church so pagdating naman po kay Jude dumating na ang mga false teachers kaya naman Jude himself would now address the situation with second peter pinag-usapan din doon ang parusya or the second coming of Christ and the imminent judgment of those heretics. The message of Jude is short but intense. All right? 
one chapter only with 25 verses. Pero napakahitik at solid sa mensahe. The title of this message is The God Who Fights for the Faith, an exposition of the book of Jude. The letter of Jude, again, was originally intended to encourage the believers about their salvation in Christ. Meaning, gusto niya sanang i-encourage yung mga tao na ma-appreciate yung pagiging anak ng Diyos. The benefits of those who are in Christ, that they have the Holy Spirit, that their destiny is communion with God. Pero, nung mabalitaan niya, when he heard the news of the false teachers infiltrating the church, binago po niya ang kanyang purpose. He instead wrote a strong denunciation against them in order to protect these people, our people, the believers, from spiritual harm. Alright? And so, he urges his readers now to contend for the faith. In other words, to fight for the faith against the heretics and it has been entrusted to each of them. Nung panahon na po na yun, moral you know, moral integrity was, you know, very short in supply. And tolerance was, you know, the order of the day. So, hindi nila masyadong pinagtutuunan ng pansin. Ginagawa lang nila. All the, the, the ungodliness that is against the teachings of the Bible. It is into this condition that Jude issued a clarion call he issued a bugle call for the people to defend the faith. Amen? And so I'll be reading from Jude 1 verse 3. This is our main message, main verse, and it says, Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. May the Lord bless the reading of His words. It says, contend for the faith. It says, fight for the faith that was entrusted to the holy people of God. Imagine this, mga kapatid. Paano na lamang po kung hindi ipinaglaban ng early church fathers, na mga apostles, na mga disciples early on. Paano kung hindi sila nagsumikap na depensahan ang ating pananampalataya? Ano na lamang kaya ang ating kalalagyan ngayon? What if our founding pastor, Dr. Chuck Quinley, Pastor Albert, our past senior pastor, and our present senior pastor, Pastor Jojo, paano na lang kung, kung hindi sila you know, you know, pabayaan na lang ang, ang mga heretics na magsiwalat uh, ng hindi magandang salita o mga maling katuruan and not defend the faith that we have in Christ. Ano kaya ang kalalagayan natin? Hayaan niyo pong balikan natin ang original Greek word so that we can appreciate the word contend or fight for. The original word in strong concordance is epagonizomai. 
Okay? It is a combination of two words. Two words like epi, which is focus on, and agon, which means a contest, a competition, or a struggle. Okay? Epagonisomai. It is, the meaning is to contend with or to contend for. That's where we get the, the word agony. Diba? Merong struggle, merong, merong, merong competition, there is, uh, there is something na pinaglalaban. Okay? But if you will look naman, the, the original word that was used in Jude 1.3, the original content, it is mentioned as hindi epagonizomai but epagonisestai. Which means there is another word. And it's, it is being described as to contend with earnestly. Hindi lang basta ipaglaban, kundi tuloy-tuloy, with gusto, with with enthusiasm, merong kalakasan, merong, merong deep commitment into fighting for the faith that we have. It is a serious commitment in opposing whatever is not of our faith. And so let me say this. This is our main thought for this preaching. We are called to contend slash fight earnestly for the faith. Let me read from the cradle from Andreas Kostenberger. This is one of our this is one of our uh, required reading in our Master of Divinity course. It says, on the basis of this exhortatory message, Jude's central point was to go back to the faith that was delivered to the saints once and for all and separate from false teachers. Jude sought to salvage those under the spell of heretics while applying all necessary caution to build their faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, they will share in the false teachers' sins and incur the same judgment. Napakaseryoso po ng repercussion kapag hindi natin ipinaglaban ang ating pananampalataya. The believers may fall and they will share in the false teacher's sin and incur the same judgment. Siguro ang maganda pong pagtuunan natin ng pansin is the question or the challenge with us now to how to go about it. Paano ba natin ipaglalaban ang ating pananampalataya? Makikipag-debate ba tayo? Maghahanap ba tayo ng uh, makakatunggali at magtatagisan tayo ng kaalaman tungkol sa Biblia? Are we going to do social debate? Social media debate? Di po ba? Tayo po ba ay pupunta sa, sa website or sa Facebook page ng isang religious organization at sasabihin natin sa kanila, mali ang pananampalataang paniniwala nyo tungkol kay Kristo. Ganun po ba ang ating gagawin? As a lighthouse, let me offer a, uh, a choice. Because content earnestly can also be described as Godly persuasion. I'll say that again. Godly persuasion. Para sa akin, ito ang lighthouse way. 
magliwanag ka, kahit binabayo ka ng alon, patuloy kang nagbibigay ng liwanag, lalo na liwanag ng ilaw ng salita ng Diyos. Liwanag na ng ilaw pa, di ba? Redundant. O liwanag ng salita ng Diyos. We should employ godly persuasion. Amen? So, for us to persuade people in a godly way, number one point, godly persuasion is to reject godlessness in people. Reject godlessness in people. Not reject people. Okay? Malaki po ang diferensya nun. But reject godlessness in people. Nung tayo po ay sinful pa, mahal na tayo ng Panginoon, di po ba? He died for us. And He loved us first, even when we were sinners. And so we hate the sin. We hate ungodliness. But we love the sinner. We separate the behavior from the person. But we must make sure na seryoso tayo against godlessness. Amen? In the context of Jude, in verse 4, it says, Many ungodly people have secretly slept among you. Nasalisihan sila, mga kapatid. Maraming nakapasok na ungodly people, heretics, false teachers in the midst of the church. It was described in verse 4 as ungodly people who pervert the grace of God into a license for immorality. And they even deny Jesus as sovereign and Lord. And you know what's unique with this? False teachers, they came in stealthily. Ano ibig sabihin? Bakit ko po ginamit yun? Kasi po in the original Greek, Stealthily ang ginamit. Stealth. Secretly. Ano yung stealth? Stealth is a, uh, uh, alam na po natin yan, in, in, in armaments, in uh, first world countries, yung kanilang mga aeroplano, di po ba? Meron silang stealth mechanism. They are not able to uh, be detected by radar. Kung napanood nyo po ang Top Gun recently, mauunawaan nyo po ang sinasabi ko. They flew. Uh, the, the, the planes flew under the detection of the radar. Right? And these heretics, these false teachers intentionally infiltrated the church to cause spiritual harm. And these are wolves in sheep's clothing. Sometime March po, sa atin pong Santa Rosa Lighthouse with Pastor Jerome and Sister Diane, meron pong salisigang na nakapasok sa kanilang simbahan in Santa Rosa. And what was their modus operandi? These people, about two or three of them, would inquire through the online page, asking them if they are open for, you know, open for face-to-face service already. And they would use, of course, fictitious names. And then, they would join the service as a newcomer. At mapapansin mo sa kanila, pag pumasok sila ng simbahan, they are wearing, you know, big jackets and even uh, big uh, bags na walang masyadong laman. At habang nagwo-worship na ang mga tao, when the people are busy worshiping during the altar call or during the celebration, during the worship, pag nananalangin, nakapikit ang mga mata, these people 
would now uh, rob this, uh, the worshippers. Kukuhanin ng bag, valuables, etc. This particular salisigang was able to take around 30,000 pesos during that time. So bakit ko po kailangang ishare sa inyo ito mga kapatid? The one in Jude is not actual theft or robbery. But it is about spiritual robbery. At matindi po ang repercussion nun. Eternal ang repercussion nun. Imaginin mo, kung hindi tama ang paniniwalaan mo kay Kristo, paano na lang ang salvation mo? Right? Are, are you getting me, dear friends? Ang ating pong kaligtasan ay nakasalalay sa ginawa ni Kristo sa krus ng Kalbaryo. The nature of the person and the work of Christ. Kung ito po ay mali, nagaya ng mga pagtuturo ng mga false teachers, then salvation will be questionable for, for us. Spiritual robbery na ginagawa ng mga heretics, causing people to doubt or believe unsound doctrines about Jesus Christ. Hindi sila halata, as I've mentioned, pero meron silang interest na hindi maganda. Question, what sold them out to be discovered? Paano sila nakilala ni Jude? Sa pamamagitan ng kanilang lifestyle. Say that word with me in your own home. Lifestyle. Their behavior. Kung maaalala niyo po ang turo ni Bishop Pura, uh, last week, ano ang sinabi niya? Sabi ni Bishop Pura, it is about discernment that you can discern the, the will of God through the behavior of the people. You will know them by their fruits. So, ibig sabihin, ito pong mga ungodly people na ito, these heretics, these you know, false teachers, you'll be able to know them by looking at their lifestyle. Ungodly people were described by Jude, mga kapatid. And, you know, this is a trivia. Alam nyo po, sa 25 verses ng Jude, there are about 20 to 21 describing words that was employed by the author just so he can, you know, expose these false teachers. Ano po ang paliwanag ni uh, Jude sa kanila? Iisa-isahin ko lamang po, mabilis lang. Number one, it says, these people pervert the grace of God. Ano po sa Tagalog ang pervert? Napaka, grabe po ang salitang ito. Ang ibig sabihin ng pervert the grace of God, binabastos nila ang grasya ng Diyos. Walang halaga sa kanila ang grasya ng Diyos. And we all know that what we have in Christ is because of the grace of God. Right? Our salvation is based on the grace of God through faith in Christ. Pero itong mga taong ito, binabastos lang nila ang grasya ng Diyos. Ano pa? They were described as immorals. Number three, denied Jesus as sovereign Lord. Number four, gave themselves to sexual immorality and perversion. Number five, pollute their bodies. These people pollute their bodies. Ano pong ibig sabihin nito? Sabi ng isang magaling na theologian na kakilala ko, itago na lamang natin siya sa pangalang Junrupa. 
Sabi po niya, ito pong tungkol sa pollute their bodies is about, you know, uh, unnatural sexual unions, orgies, and sexual immoralities. Because, you know, kung titingnan niyo po, babasahin niyo yung kabuuan ng exhortation ni Jude, the nature is about sexual immorality. And number six, these people reject authority. This is about not adhering to the law. In other words, antinomianism and licentiousness. Dahil kami ay magaling na, marami na akong tinapos, kaya kong gawin ang, pwede na akong gawin ang lahat ng gusto kong gawin. You know? They reject authority. Number seven, they heap abuse on celestial being. They do not have regard on the spiritual realm and the deity of the triune God. Number eight, they are described as blemishes in the church fellowship. Mancha. Imaginein mo, kapatid, napakagandang damit, puting-puting damit. At itong mga taong ito ay mancha. Sila yung dumi sa napakagandang damit. You know, may kilala ka bang ganyan? Tanungin mo nga lang yung sarili mo. Yung, yung ang ganda-ganda ng fellowship, ang ganda-ganda ng worship, ang ganda ng usapan, then all of a sudden, pag sila na ang nagsalita, biglang bumabagsak ang, ang usapan at nawawala ang, you know, yung pakiramdam ng presensya ng Diyos. Mancha. Mancha sa napakagandang damit. Number nine, shepherds only themselves. Meron silang vested interest. What's in it for me? Number ten, they are clouds without rain. Hindi sila maaasahan. In other words, unreliable. Eleven, trees without fruit and uprooted. Wala nang prutas Bunot pa sa ang kanilang ugat. Hindi pa nakatanim ang kanilang ugat. Ano na lang ang silbi ng punong ito? Di po ba? Naalala ko tuloy yung kataga ni, ni Emilio Jacinto sa kart- kartilya ng uh, kagitingan. Ano ang sabi niya? Ang buhay na hindi ginugugol sa isang malaki at banal na kadahilanan ay kahoy na walang lilim kung di man damong makamandag. Huh? A tree without a shade or a poisonous weed. Ganun daw ang mga taong ito. Hindi ka na nakakatulong magbigay ng prutas, hindi ka na nakakatulong na masilungan para magkaroon ng comfort man lang ang mga nasa paligid mo, nakakasakit ka pa. Poisonous weed. Number 12, wild waves of the sea. Wala itong pakundangan. It doesn't matter kung sino ang masaktan o masagasaan or maapektuhan, basta siya ay okay. 13. Wandering stars and dreamers where darkness is reserved forever. For the author Jude, these false teachers were like dreamers. And they, are, and they were boasting about having the privilege to receive a mystical knowledge or special Spiritual knowledge, esoteric knowledge. Sabi nila, pero ang katotohanan dito, they do not have actual spiritual insights. Ito yung mga Gnostics or Gnosticism ang kanilang pinaniniwalaan. Ano yun? 
They claim that God has given them spiritual knowledge. But if you will check the orthodox teachings of the Bible, it is actually opposing yung kanilang mga na-experience. Alam niyo po, sa kalagitnaan natin dito sa Lighthouse, meron na pong mga nangyayaring ganyan. We have received news that, you know, some of the youths encountered cases that they are being enticed uh, to join uh, occultic practices. Kaya ngayon, yung mga magulang ay talaga namang nag-aalala sa kanilang mga anak. You know? Number 14, these people are grumblers, reklamador, 15, fault finder, wala ka nang ginawang tama, they are highly critical, 16, they follow own evil desires, 17, boast about themselves, you know, sila lang ang magaling, glory to me, <laughs> di ba? Buti na lamang po, nagkakaunawaan tayo na dito sa lighthouse, si Lord lang ang bida, Amen? Si Lord lang ang bida, ang ating Panginoong Hesus lang ang bida. Pag may nagbida-bidahan po sa mga pastor, eh, sabihin nyo lamang po. Alright? Papaalalahanan natin sila. Si Kristo lang ang bida sa lighthouse. 18. They flatter others to their own advantage. Hindi lang sila marites, marichu pa sila. Magaling chumuchu. ba? Magaling mambola. Right? Number 19, they are described as scoffers or mockers. Alaskador at uh, mahilig lang manggulo. 19, they cause division. And then 20, they follow mere natural instincts but do not have the Spirit of God. Kaibigan, obserbahan mo lang ang kanilang buhay. Kung meron kang katabi dyan, Tingnan mo lang siya at sabihin mo lang, alam na this. Di po ba? Naalala ko po yung panahon ng aking pagiging uh, infiltrator in the military. You know that I used to serve in the military service. At ako po noon ay DPA, right? Deep Penetration Agent. Ang mga ini-infiltrate ko po yung mga subversive uh, organizations, yung mga kalaban ng gobyerno. So, whether the group that I'm trying to infiltrate are, you know, organized crime, the, the leftist or the rightist or drug syndicates, meron po kaming tinatawag na kailangan matuto kang mag-adapt. That you are able to blend in their lifestyle, in their behavior. Kailangan matuto kang, uh, sa madaling salita, kung ano yung ginagawa nila, dapat gawin mo rin. And I would say I was effective during that time. Kasi yun lang naman din ang talaga ang kaparaanan. Paano mo makikilala yung mga leader ng organisasyon, kung paano ang operation nila, kung hindi ka naman papasok talaga. Right? And I would say I was effective during that time. Why am I sharing this? Kasi po, in the church context, yung pinag-uusapan pa rin po natin, it is the same. Okay? These false teachers blend in worship. These heretics, nagpe-praise the Lord din po yan. At talagang umiiyak din po. At talaga namang uh, nakaangat din ang kamay. At talaga namang <laughs> trying to adapt in the church's behavior. So again, tingin sa katabi. 
Sabihin mo lang, I'm watching you. <laughs> Hallelujah. The author Jude would say, reject godlessness in people. God re- reject godlessness in people. Not reject people, but godlessness in people. Why? Because these people, according to Jude, will suffer punishment eternally. Alright? Another way to persuade people the godly way is to, number two, reflect the church's history and culture. From verse 5 to 16, Jude referred to Israel's past. Binalikan niya and he tried to, you know, binalikan niya ang kanilang kultura, ang kanilang history, and he tried to unearth, you know, lessons from those experience or experiences from their ancient history. At dito po, in-expose niya yung nangyari sa Egypt. Jude would explain that they were saved from slavery. And those who did not believe God were later destroyed. Those who opposed Moses were destroyed as well. Binalikan din niya ang nangyari sa Sodom and Gomorrah, verse 7 and 8, where the practice of homosexuality and sodomy, unnatural sexual union, orgies, you know, anong ginawa ng Lord? God rained burning sulfur on that place. And so men, animals, and even vegetations were destroyed. Nadali pati ang asawa ni Lot. Why? Lot's wife, right? You know the story. Bakit? Kasi sinabihan ng wag ng lilingon pabalik, lumingon pa. And so she became a pillar of salt. Right? So sabihin mo ulit sa katabi mo, kung may katabi ka ngayon, wag ng lilingon. Huwag nang lilingon sa mga maling nakaraan yung mga ginawa nating kalokohan in the past. Right? The Jude also talk about the way of Cain in verse 11. We know that Cain offered a deficient offering and he did not realize that the power of sin have already overtaken him. He eventually killed his brother, Abel, and he was cursed. Jude talked about Balaam's error. Balaam's error is about anything that undermines God's will. For what purpose? For personal gain. Whether it is money, power, or anything that you will have an advantage, Balaam's error po ang tawag dun. And then Korah's rebellion in verse 11c. Korah with 250 community leaders rebelled against Moses. This, is, this happened in the wilderness. Ano nangyari? Bumuka. Bumuka ang lupa. At sila ay nilunok at nginuya ng lupa. Right? That's the description. The Lord would even, parang nagmumug pa si Lord ng apoy. So that these people, all 250 of them, of them came out and consumed consumed by fire. Pagkatapos po ng eksenang yon, sabi ng lupa, burp. Bakit po nabusog siya? 250 ba naman ang kinain niyang mga rebelde? And lastly, Enoch was referred to by Jude, which means judgment to godlessness. Bottom line, mga kapatid. 
bottom line po rito, pinakita niya lamang ang kultura ng mga taong ito during these different settings. The culture of ungodliness. Hindi tamang pagkilala sa Diyos. The culture of rebellion and the culture of sexual immorality. Jude was trying to teach the people of his day about the consequences of ungodliness. Alam niyo po, dapat mahalaga rin ito sa lighthouse. Kung mahalaga ito sa salita ng Diyos, kung mahalaga ito kay Jude, we need to emphasize this as well. We need to emphasize the need for to focus on Christian education, mga kapatid. Pagbalik sa ating kultura, pagbalik sa, sa solidong aral ng salita ng Diyos. That's why we are doing our best effort in, in pursuing the ministerial apprenticeship program. Hayaan niyo pong sabihin ko lang ito. We are on the second batch and we have 80 enrollees, new pastors and leaders in the entire network of our churches. Naka-enroll po sila ngayon online. Uh, teaching po ito. But more than the church, let me just say this, we need to emphasize Christian education also at home. Dear tatays, I enjoin you today. Start the culture of going back to the Word of God. Going back to the culture that church history have laid down on us to appreciate. Alam niyo po si Kiko, while I was doing this preaching, bigla siyang lumapit sa akin. So sabi niya, Pa, are you busy? So sabi ko sa kanya, not too busy na. What is it? Tinanong niya ako, tungkol din pala sa Bible. Pa, explain mo nga sa akin yung transfiguration, sabi niya. And you know what I said? Sabi ko sa kanya, anong reference ang gamit mo? I was using the Mark uh, reference, sabi niya ganun. Okay, sige. Uh, dahil gumagawa ako ng aking preaching, sabi ko sa kanya, sige, read muna uh, Luke 9, that's another account, and then read also Matthew 17 also. Bakit pa, ano nga, the same stories there, pero may mga detalye kang madidiscover doon, sabi ko sa kanya. And so he did it, after a few minutes, balik siya sa akin, oo nga pa, ang liwanag ng paliwanag ni, ano, it's very clear, mas madetalye yung kay Luke. And so he was able to, to know, compare the three accounts at maya-maya meron, uh, meron na siyang idea about the transfiguration. Right? Why am I saying this to you? Kailangan po maging, alam niyo yun, automatic sa atin, sa ating mga tahanan, na pinag-uusapan ang salita ng Diyos. What is your home culture difference? Let me say this with love. Do not just leave Christian education to the pastor. By all means, gagawin po namin ang pagtuturo ng salita ng Diyos. Pero bilang tatay, bilang mga magulang, dapat tayo rin ay may kaparte sa pag educate ng ating mga anak. It's testimony time. One seasoned leader of the church, an elder of Lighthouse, will share his testimony on how he leads his family into becoming a solid Christian home. He is an advocate of the Gideon's Bible, father to Doc Onats and Doc Tuesday. Salamat, Doc Onats, sa pagtulong nyo 
especially during the pandemic, we thank you and we honor you for your efforts. Libre po itong mga doktor na ito na naglilingkod sa ating mga uh, kasama sa simbahan, lalo na po yung tinamaan ng, uh, ng, uh, ng virus, right? He is a father also to Chris and Pepper, Karen and David. Husband to but one wife, Tita Glo. He is a man of integrity. Let us listen to Brother June Arkiza. The scripture says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will depart from it. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Good morning. I thank God for the opportunity to share my testimony of being a father to two sons and a daughter. I hope the lessons we learned may be useful to our children as well as to many of us. Most of the things I learned as a father, my own father taught and modeled for me. as, As I sat in one of the visitor's chairs in my father's printing shop, I would hear him share with his sales agents some of the illegal offers he rejected, like printing fake wrappers for the then new Angkor Butter, or of offers to be registered as World War II veteran fighter in Bicol in order to gain government benefits. While his main reason was to avoid tainting our family name, he demonstrated unquestionable integrity and honesty that gave me lasting impression. Integrity can be expressed in simple acts. I usually won't claim senior discount if the food I'm buying is not for me, except that Samboparsuki always give me the discount. My father, together with my mother, also taught and modeled for us many godly values that we pass on to our children. Respect for and compassion for others, including lowly household, for the less privileged, generosity, hard work, and so on. My father appreciated the indulgence of their boss when he was working in a newspaper publisher who tolerated them taking personal smoking breaks. I would say that to get an unbiased assessment of a family's condition is to ask their household. As a father, I would teach and model to my children the same virtues, not giving nor receiving bribes in any of our dealings, whether with government agencies or in business, or participating in ungodly, immoral, or unethical practices such as pornography, gambling, drinking, and other vices. I thank God that faithfulness in marriage, as well as loving and respecting our spouse, were other virtues molded to us by my father. I praise the Lord for teaching us to be faithful in tithing and giving to those in need, which our children have also caught on. Sure, there are many challenges that our family went through. Our example on how we cope with repeated cycles of sufficiency and scarcity has taught our children on praising God, as well as trusting Him and continually tithing in all circumstances. And we've seen our God's amazing grace in seeing us through all this. Disciplining our children was done in love not in anger, though there was once that I had to drive into a parking lot to spank one of our kids, perhaps in error, when they wouldn't stop quarreling. I usually gave warnings of consequences for disobedience that I will always follow through to show that I always meant what I said. 
I never exaggerated threats that I would not do or regret doing like iuumpoko ulo mo sa pader. After one or two warnings, I would give a calibrated spanking until I can sense that my child already had regret and won't want to experience it again. So all of them got their lesson that one or two warnings were enough to avoid unpleasant circumstances. I never had repeated issues requiring corporal discipline. It also elicited respect from them that I was always true to my word. One thing that helped us in raising our children to learn godly virtues is church, Sunday school, or kids' church in Lighthouse. The stories of the heroes of the faith and other teachings help nurture our kids in the Christian faith in trusting God through good and bad times. We also have radios at home. Tune in to Christian AM station 702 DCAS almost the whole day, every day. I believe this helps saturate our minds with God's word to increase our faith in God. We realize that the battle for our hearts starts with the mind. I believe their education in good schools as well as our constant conversations, have helped, helped develop critical and God-centered thinking in our children such that they cannot be easily deceived into ungodly thinking and influences when they are outside home. If I may, I recommend watching the Netflix documentaries The Great Hacker and also Social Dilemma. You may realize how powerful is the influence of social media in society and our almost helplessness in controlling fake news and the mind conditioning of our youth. Now than ever, it is important to develop critical, godly thinking in our children because fake news can easily be mistaken for gospel truth. Only by saturating our minds with God's word can we discern the truth from error. That's why as Gideons, we distribute copies of scriptures to a broad cross-section of society. Some of my failures, perhaps, as a father and husband was being a workaholic, such that my family felt neglected. This led to unpleasant consequences that caused family problems. Even our only daughter said that she didn't want to be an engineer like dad, though eventually her physics course also led to a computer engineering degree. I believe that we have not shown any favoritism towards any of our children. We're glad that as they have their own families, that they and their spouses are all in good terms with each other, and they all express their generous love for us. But the most important legacy we can pass on to our children is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. For our enduring faith in spite of personal struggles. To be deeply rooted, steadfast, growing in faith and being fruitful that we learn from attending church and personal study of scriptures. So I encourage them to join the Gideon's ministry to be fruitful as well. Our parents' faithfulness has made God pass on the blessing to us eight children. Our prayer is that God will find us worthy so that he will pass on the blessings to our children as well and hopefully to succeeding generations. As they grew more mature, I realized that it was time for me to respect their opinions and ideas, that they have grown wiser than us through the years, and that's the joy of parenthood, of making sure that the next generation is always better than the one before. In summary, 
We thank God for guiding us together with the church in establishing our children in the foundation for eternal life, which is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as found in God's Word, the Bible. Training them spiritual values and virtues as guide for godly living and releasing them to be fruitful and to raise godly children themselves. Being a father is indeed an awesome responsibility. Only by having personal relationship with our Heavenly Father can one experience His love to pass on to our children. Only by God's grace can we become a godly father. A blessed Father's Day to all fathers. Wonderful testimony, Brother June Arkisa. Wow! Kung ako po ang tatanungin, ang ilan sa mga nakuha ko from that uh, story of uh, Brother June is the words, or are the words, calibrated discipline, right? Ganda! You, that you are serious in enforcing guidance at home, guidance from the Word of God, but always done with love. Amen? Binanggit din niya yung enduring faith. Binanggit din niya yung godly living. And he said, passes, it passes the blessings to the next generation. Wow! Kung ganun ang lahat ng tatay, including me, Lord, help us na magawa ang mga bagay na ito for the glory of your name. Alam niyo po mga kapatid, sound doctrine is the heart of reformation. Kailangan po nating yakapin yung katotohanan ng salita ng Diyos. If Christians would embrace and protect the right the right truth, okay? They would eventually possess the right emotions and arrive at the right actions. Kaya naman po in Jude 1:17, sabi dito, basahin ko lang wala sa slides po 'yan. Dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus foretold. They said to you, in the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. Paano natin lalabanan ang mga bagay na ito? How do we enforce godly persuasion? We fight them through the parameters of the Word of God. Alam niyo po kung bakit may problema sa pananampalataya ng ilan sa atin or sa, sa expression ng paniniwala ng mga mananampalataya sa ating paligid. It is because they focus too much on the redemptive experience, kung ano yung nararanasan nila, without even adhering to, giving value to the historical redemption in Christ. Lagi ko pong sinasabi ito na ang angkla ng ating experience ay ang ginawa ni Kristo sa krus ng, kalbar, ng, ng kalbaryo. Salvation history is centered in Christ. When we get distracted, salvation experience will be centered on us. Kung ano yung nararanasan mo, kung ano yung mga mystical experience na nararanasan mo bilang isang Kristiyano. And lalabas niyan, ikaw na yung nagpapagaling. Lalabas niyan, ikaw na yung may power. Ikaw na yung magaling. Bakit? Kasi hindi mo binigyan ng katuturan ang ginawa ni Kristo. Let the redemptive history in Christ amplify your redemptive experience. But let me ask you this. How can we fight the enemy when the enemy is within you? 
At yun ang punto ni Jude. Nasa kanilang kalagitnaan na, napasok na sila ng mga heretics, napasok na sila ng mga false prophets. Number three, godly persuasion. Respond by the power of the Holy Spirit. In verse 20, it says, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. Not by our power, not by our might, but by the Spirit of the Lord Almighty. Amen? Lagi po nating ikonsulta. Lagi po tayong manalangin sa banal na Espiritu. Let me share with you one intimate story. Okay? Namin po ni Kathy. Uh, just to let you know that we ourselves are, you know, human beings na kung minsan ay uh, may mga challenges pagdating din sa sa aming mga roles bilang spiritual leader. You know that my wife is a uh, uh, a prayer counselor in 700 Club. At siya po ngayon ay sabi niya sa akin, nag-average siya ng uh, araw-araw na pananalangin sa kanyang mga tinatanggap na tawag in the US uh, account. He would she would average of about 70 prayers per night of duty. Night dito kasi araw sa kanila doon. 70 prayers every day. Imagine five days, seven times five, 350 prayers. So ang prayer niya about, you know, seven minutes to ten minutes per person. So imagine nyo po yung dami niyang trabaho na yun. At tinatanggap niya yung pressure ng, yung mga prayer needs about, you know, uh, Prayer for the sick, prayer for salvation, prayer for blessings, prayer for situations in the family. Lahat po yun. And she was very happy. I know. She was actually, you know, he, he sees uh, her role as a, as a ministry and her server, service unto the Lord. At ako naman po ay masaya rin sa aking ginagawa bilang pastor. But one time, you know, sa oras na po ng aming... Uh, uh, you know, pagtulog sa gabi. Day off po niya yun. It was, a, it was a Saturday. And so, nung kami po ay nakahiga na, I think I said something like this. Sabi ko sa kanya, Sige lab, uh, uh, tulog na tayo. Let us pray na. Alright? And of course, sabi niya sa akin, sabi po niya, Lab, uh, pwede ikaw na magpray. Not because pagod na siya magpray. Gusto lang niya siguro ako naman ang mag-minister sa kanya. Which she needs, right? Pero nung sinabi niya yun, Love, sabi ko sa kanya, ikaw na magpray. Ikaw na magpray, sabi ko sa kanya. Siguro pagod din ako. <laughs> and I was hoping that she would minister to me. Okay? You will see the, the Holy Spirit working in us as well. And then she said, my love, I have been praying for people for the last five days. Ang dami ko nang napag-pray and everything. Hindi niya po ayaw mag-pray, but because was, she was tired, right? So sabi niya, love ikaw na. 
Ipagpipray ko na sana siya, pero iba pa rin ang naging sagot ko. Alam niyo po ang sagot ko? Sorry po, tao lang. <laughs> Sabi ko sa kanya, love of all the people that you have prayed. Ako ba sinama mo ron? Wow! Isinama mo ba ako sa pinagpray mo? And you know what? After that, a long silence. And I would feel the Holy Spirit, you know, descending on us. And, and tears started falling down. And I just said, sorry, my love. Ganon din siya, harap din siya sa akin. Sorry, my love. Let us pray. And, you know, nung nananalangin po kami, that was one, you know, solid prayer that we, we had encounter with God during that time. Why am I sharing this to you, mga kapatid? Because not by our power, not by our might, but by the Spirit of the living God. Mga kapatid, ano po ang dapat nating gawin? We respond by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hindi natin kaya ito kung tayo lamang. Matthew 7, 15 would say, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. I have already laid down, reject ungodliness uh, in people, reflect the history and culture of the church, and respond by the power of the Holy Spirit. Reject, reflect, and respond. Pero paano tayo magre-respond? Dapat andyan ang kapangyarihan ng banal na spirito. Amen? Manalangin tayo lagi-lagi. Have a prayerful heart, dear friends. You know, kami pong mga pastor over the past few months, I think it was in the uh, first quarter of this year when we started, uh, you know, sitting down and asking the Lord for guidance. We prayed, Pastor Jojo, even the region's pastor, mupupu kami. And we prayed on how to purposefully support our wholeness wholeness uh, vision, right? And we have heard the Holy Spirit uh, spoke to us. Let me share this with you as an application already. Kung ano ang tugon ng banal na spirito as we pursue the wholeness process. Ang sabi po namin, we have to increase our acts culture. A-C-T-S. Okay? Ito po ay galing sa banal na spirito at produkto ng pananalangin. At ito po ay nararamdaman ko, ginagawa, mayat-maya. Ito ang process sa amin ni Pastor Jojo. As I always do this, as a process with our regional pastors. Number one, letter A, accountability. Romans 14, 12, and 19. It is about a clear commitment to our discipleship, ministry, leadership, church goals, statement of faith. Dapat meron tayong accountability to it. It is about embracing your role as a pastor, embracing your role as members of the church. Kaibigan, if you are a leader, then lead. If you are an elder, then go ahead and perform the role of an elder of the church. Kung ikaw ay staff, by all means, galingan mo dahil naglilingkod tayo sa ating Panginoon. Accountability is about increasing our commitment to the roles that we have declared unto the Lord. 
Amen? Let your yes be yes. And in ministry, your no is, is still a yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Accountability is very important. Number two, care. Kung merong malalim na accountability sa isang organisasyon, dapat malalim din ang iyong pagmamahal, ang iyong care. Because, why? Because people doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Alam na, alam na po natin yan. But we are not dealing with machines. And so we do our best to look at the welfare of others. Number three, transfer of skills. Bakit mahalaga po yun? Kultura po ito na gusto nating ipamuhay. Kasi kung accountable ka na at nagkikare ka pa, pero hindi mo naman tinuruan, eh paano magbabago ang buhay? That's why we should increase in equipping. That's why we do trainings, MAP, training your pastors and your leaders. And finally, letter S, scoreboard. Where we can see our progress. Bakit ko po ito nilalatag? Kasi po, instead na makipaghanapin natin ang lahat ng false teachers at targetin natin isa-isa, why not focus on or in our shepherding community? Dahil meron po tayong discipleship groups. Meron po tayong mga members ng church. Sila po ang ating alagaan. Scoreboard is very important because there we can see where we are. Kung tayo po ba ay nagpo-progreso. Scoreboard can be used in winning, adjusting, decision-making, and evaluation. What's the point in all of this? Kung sa basketball, meron ngang score. Kung sa badminton, merong score. Dapat sa buhay kristyano, meron din tayong score. And it has to be in increasing measure. Amen? Amen. Ano pong magiging resulta nito? Ang sabi ng Panginoon, as I uh, summarize all of this, the Lord will keep you from stumbling down. 24 to 25, verse 24 to 25, it says, To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forever. Amen. Let it be concluded that all of this, mga kapatid, ang kakayahang, you know, to reject ungodliness, ang kakayahan to, to reflect on uh, the history and culture and uh, the capability to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, this is done through Jesus Christ, our Lord Himself. Amen? Amen. 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 Yes, this is how we fight our battles, by worshiping the Lord. Amen. Amen. Before we pray, allow me to say this one final encouragement. You know, naiisip ko lamang po, 40 years from now, I'm 50, 51. Kung 40 years from now, at buhay pa ako, then I'll be 90. Praise the Lord for that, kung buhay pa ako. Pero 40 years from now, yung mga anak po natin, if they are 10 years old, 15 years old, they'll be 50, 55, right? Yung mga... Uh, 
young ones natin, they, they will be the ones uh, to enjoy uh, worshiping in Lighthouse. Sila na po ang magpapatuloy ng ating sinisimulan. At alam niyo po, habang tinitingnan ko 40 years ahead, or maybe 50, itong mga anak-anak natin o anak at ng mga apo na natin at ipinagpatuloy nila ang ating ginagawa because of our, you know, our efforts to defend the faith, sila po ang mananagana. Amen? At pagdating ng panahon na yun, habang sila ay nag-worship, and here in Lighthouse, they would see, you know, people would see how blessed they are. Meron pong magtatanong sa kanila. At maaring ang tanong sa kanila, ano bang history ng church nyo? Right? Bakit kaya kayo pinagpala? Alam niyo po, isasagot ng ating mga anak. Kasi po yung tatay ko, kasi po yung lolo ko, ipinaglaban po kami. They were defenders of the faith. They were followers of Jesus. And so, my friends, this is a bugle call for us to defend the faith and confront false teachings. The Christian faith is entrusted to us. Will you fight for it? Kung ikaw ay tatay, on this, the celebration of Father's Day, marapat lang na tayo ang magtaguyod sa ating pananampalataya for the glory of God and for the blessings of our children and our children's children. Amen? Tayo po ay manalangin. Panginoon, maraming salamat muli sa iyong kabutihan. Salamat, Lord, for your goodness. Salamat that we have heard your voice today. We thank you that through you, Jesus Christ, Lord, everything will go out well, come out well, Panginoon. And so, Holy Spirit, would you allow your spirit now, your anointing to flow in us, in every family, in every screen, on every screen, Lord God. Sino man ang nanonood sa mensaheng ito, let your presence dwell upon them. We pray for the fathers in the house. The fathers, Lord God, who is our leaders, our spiritual leaders, Lord God. We pray for boldness and strength in leading the family to become a Christian home. Lord, we are imperfect beings, but by the power of your Spirit, Lord God, magagawa namin ang nais mong ipagawa sa aming mga tahanan. And today we declared, yes, as for me and our household, we will serve the Lord. Allow us now, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit to reject ungodliness in our midst, to fight this good fight of faith against heresies, Lord God, against false teachings, wrong doctrines, Panginoon. At hayaan mong kami ay makabalik sa iyong salita, Panginoon. Mag-aral ng iyong katotohanan, sound theological doctrines, Lord, reformed doctrines na, na aming kakapitan sa mga panahon na kami ay nakakarinig ng mga maling katuruan, maring spirituality, Lord God. Because there are so many around us na nagtuturo ng mga bagay na ito. Hindi ito nagbibigay ng kapurihan sa inyo at hindi ito nagbibigay ng pagpapala sa aming buhay. Hinihila kami nito sa kasamaan. And so, Lord God, by the power of your Spirit, 
let it just flow now and increase our faith. Increase our wisdom, Lord God. Increase the strength of each father and parents, Lord God, na nakakapakinig nito so that they will be able to protect their own household from wrong teachings and from ungodliness, Lord God. Allow us to be pure. Allow us, Lord, to be holy according to your words, Lord God. Maraming maraming salamat po. Mapapurihan ka po, madakila, mapagpala. Ito ang aming panalangin sa pangalan ni Jesus at ang bawat isa ay magsabi ng Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His shalom. In the name of Jesus we pray. And everyone will say, Amen, Amen, and Amen. God bless you, Lighthouse.